everybody. Welcome to another episode on the Product-Led Podcast. So today, what we're going to be discussing is everything about company scorecards. What the heck are company scorecards? Why you need one? And more importantly, what are some of the key things you need to be tracking weekly in your specific business? So we're going to be tackling everything here, giving you templates to actually do this, roll this out in your business. But before we get into it, I just want to share like our own experience at ProductLed using scorecards. They are fantastic when you can align your team on like what are the key metrics we want to improve on in our business. We review them on a leadership team meeting every single week and we go through if they're off track or on track. And it's fantastic for understanding how your business is going. And basically the true test of some of these scorecards is imagine you were in a desert and you could only get like 10 core metrics to understand like what is going on in your business. And you could like send back one or two sentences for them to the course correct and fix the business. If you start with that analogy, that's basically what you want to get your scorecard to. Like you can understand your whole business with those metrics and make some really key decisions on them. So I'm here with my co-host, Director of Content, Laura. Thanks, Wes, for introducing me this week. I love it. <laughs> yes. Third time's a charm, right? <laughs> it's true. Okay. So before we like dive into the specifics and get into the nitty gritty details, let's just do align everybody on what the heck a company scorecard is, because I know that a lot of our founders are probably doing it right now and we're pro- might be suggesting something different. So let's just get on a baseline about what that is. Yeah, no, for sure. So a company scorecard, it's literally a very simple tracking tool that your team will use on a weekly basis in order to measure like what is going on in the business. So for most companies and what we're going to suggest even in our template is it's a Google sheet, nothing more, nothing less. Awesome. Okay. So now that we know what it is, let's talk about what, what is the scorecard? What does it include? What are the metrics that we need to track? So as we're kind of like wrapping up the data component as part of the product-led system, we basically identified that there's three core groups of metrics that you have to have in your business to really understand like what is going on uh, and are you moving in the right direction? So at the very like fundamental level, it's financial metrics. Like you you just got to understand like, is your business sustainable? Is what you're doing working? And revenue and some of those metrics there that just signify finances, (laughs) you got to understand them, especially on a weekly basis. So we'll get into like, what are those? specific ones we recommend tracking. Then the second group of metrics is really regarding your go-to-market motion. And so that's really looking at how does do people move through your value funnel as a product-led business? Everything from them signing up to them actually getting value in the product to them upgrading. So uh, what does that look like? And so that's the second group. And then the third group of metrics really looks at what's going on in your product. And so we identify a North Star metric for your business. And that's really where we break down, like, are people getting value, experiencing the core value in your product? And a good North Star metric will showcase that. That's the three kind of main buckets of metrics that we look at in that scorecard. Great. Okay. So then once you have those metrics that you need to track and you put them all in the document, actually, even before we get into that, let's get into those three groups differently, because I think it'll be really helpful for like the average SAFs founder to really understand what it is that is goes into these buckets. So the first one is financial data. And I know if you have been listening along, you have probably learned that 
we had suggested earlier your bookkeeper to send you a basic cash flow every single week so you understand what's going on in your business. So are you just taking that data and basically just putting it in manually yourself into this scorecard or how does that work for that financial aspect of it? Yeah, you are using that like weekly cash flow blueprint from your bookkeeper to understand like, okay, what is the like cash balance in the the company accounts? What does that look like on a weekly basis? It's awesome if you track this on a weekly basis, because you're going to see very quickly, how does money flow through your business? For most companies, if you pay like once a month, it's like, okay, the last week is always <laughs> you get hit. But like, that's normal. You can expect that you can understand, okay, how does money flow through your business, which is amazing. But then you also see, are we as we sell more? Are we making more? Because that's not always the case. Like sometimes as you're selling more, depending on the products, the cost of goods sold, it's like you might actually be losing money in some cases. So that'll kind of prevent a lot of those problems from bubbling up uh, because you'd be able to spot way earlier than other companies. So that's kind of the, the core metric we would track for the financial metrics, but we also track uh, revenue. So like your monthly recurring revenue for SaaS companies, what does that look like? Is that going in the right direction? Um, and then just like, what is the overall cash collected? So those three metrics we recommend like starting off with to just see what does that kind of baseline look like for your business. And with those three metrics, you're going to be able to see like, is your uh, business generating more cash, less cash uh, very quickly with just those three simple ones. Now you can, and I'll say this with caveat, you can change these metrics, uh, but I would recommend just sticking with them for at least a month and seeing, does this help you run your business better and make better decisions? And if so, keep it <laughs> for a little while longer because you can customize these things as you build up that kind of skill set, understand what to look for. But what we're going to suggest here in this template is just the, the basics to really keep it simple. And I think one of the, the easiest temptations for any founder listening to this is like, oh, I want to tweak it. I want to change it. I want to add my own spin on it. And just know we put everything here for a reason. <laughs> We've excluded a lot of things for a reason. Uh, so trust us on this one and see for yourself if you find that. Yeah. And, and just to kind of bring a story that will help reinforce that, it was one that Wes brought in earlier about how the first company scorecard we had at Product Lab, there was literally 36 different metrics that we were tracking. And I know Wes was responsible for like 10 of them. I was responsible for maybe like six or seven. And then and then your focus is like elsewhere as a as a leader. So yeah, just keep it simple. Keep it as focused as possible so that each member on your team can truly help drive that metric forward. All right. So then the second bucket that we have here is the company data. So this is what the metrics I want you to explain what needs to be tracked when we look at that bucket. Sorry. So this one was the company one or the <laughs> Sorry, go to, go to market metrics. Yes. So like the six key core metrics would be a little refresher for everybody else. But when you're thinking about your go to market motion, how do you understand like how do users actually go through this and get to value in your products? Uh, the very first one is you're looking at number of visits, unique users to your website. What does that look like every single week? Is that going in though? direction you want it to go. So regardless of whatever channels you use, I love just tracking the number of unique users because it's a great indicator. Like, are you going in the right direction or not? Now, the second metric is looking at number of free signups. The V1 version of this, if you don't have this set up, is just, just track the total number of like free signups. 
Now, the pro version of this second metric is tracking how many of these signups are the ideal signups. So how we do that in our experience component, we always ask a few questions as soon as someone signs up that will indicate like, is this an ideal user or not? Why we kind of differentiate those two for this one is because it's way too easy to focus on like the total volume of signups. And then you realize, actually, that's not the right people that are signing up for our product. So it doesn't matter. And this allows you to market better, understand which channels drive the right kind of people to your business and everything else. So that's kind of the second metric, free signups or your ideal signups, ideally. <laughs> and then what you're going to be looking at is the setup. So how many of those signups actually completed the setup onboarding step? So for your product, this might be like a, a few steps or for a lot of other B2B SaaS companies, this is like the heavy lifting the user has to do as soon as they sign up. So how many of them actually do that? And then you're looking at the next one. Fourth one is looking at how many of those people who actually successfully set up their account actually experienced the core value of the product at least once. So what does that look like? Now, a lot of companies skip this and the next one that I'm about to share, and they just go from like free to paid or free to paid is this. And like, that's fine <laughs> as an overall kind of like quality indicator of like, what does your free to paid look like? But if you actually want to take action on that, knowing these metrics will be so much more actionable because you'll be able to direct yourself and your team's efforts on what is the true bottleneck. So that's first strike. The next one is key usage indicator uh, or PQL. So the reason why we have like two different ones here, you would just pick one. The key usage indicator is somebody who has experienced the core value of your product multiple times. So for most of the companies in our program, this was like at least three times, uh, we would say like they've experienced the core value of your product. And so the product qualified lead side of things, this is nothing new. It's still somebody who has done the key usage indicator. They've done the first strike. They've done the setup stage. They are just an ideal user. So that is, if you're using ideal users for the second metric, you'll just simply plop in PQLs for this, this fifth one. Um, and that's really great because you obviously want a lot more PQLs and just like random people signing up for your product um, on that level. So the sixth one, last one is just upgrades. So how many of these people are actually upgrading to your product? So altogether, those go-to-market metrics will give you a really good insight into how do people flow through and get the value in your product and actually upgrade. And then final, final bucket is a North Star metric. And I think we, we did go through that last week, but do you just want to go like, just give a really high level overview of what that is? Yeah, for sure. So yeah, the North Star metric is really looking at like how many users are actually experiencing the core value of your products again and again. So Zoom, perfect example is like number of weekly meetings hosted or attended. So that's like a really great kind of metric where you could see, okay, they got the value of the product. So for your product, is it improving? Is it growing? Um, and you definitely do want to make sure that like every team in your company can contribute to this specific metric because it's a shared metric, which we haven't got to yet, but it is the only one that is shared. Okay, great. So... Now, I think now that we've covered what metrics we should be tracking, what I really want to look at on the flip side is how to actually track this, because this is kind of the what a lot of our students had questions about within the within the program. So firstly, I just want to know, like, how often should someone how often should we be tracking this? 
And then second, we talked a little bit about color coding these metrics. And I know that sounds really tactical and very like Mm -hmm. high level, but I think if you provide some insight into what the colors mean and then what you can be doing, like what can be done with it, that would give some helpful guidance to our listeners. So yeah, if you could just go ahead and, and speak to that, that would be awesome. Yeah, for sure. So when it comes to like how to track this, I'm not going to go into like the nitty gritty of like, hey, like use this tool or whatnot, but like you should definitely track like those specific metrics in your business. What's really, really helpful to get this bought into the rest of your team, uh, one is have like a regular weekly cadence that you review this. And so we have kind of like weekly leadership meetings as a, a team. And so like that's where we'll go through this and we'll say like, is this on track? off track. That's where we'll kind of go through the coloring system. But the main thing you're looking for is like, are we on target? Are we off target? And then do we have a very specific owner that's like owning this specific metric? So that person will be like, hey, it's on track, off track. What does that look like? And so basically when it comes to how do we go through that in that meeting? I'll go through the coloring system because I, I really love this approach because it's it's fun. So when it comes to going through your metric, let's say for number of unique users, let's say our goal is to get 5,000 unique users per week. So metric owner is Laura. All right. So that's kind of like what we would set it up. And then we would go through and be like, Laura, is like this on or off track? So yeah, you'd have that kind of context. And then so you'd also color it based on like, okay, green means we're on track. Like we're even ahead of this goal, which is awesome. Like you you definitely want to see everything green. Light green means it's something where it's like, you know what? We're a little behind this week somehow. Uh, but it's probably like a seasonal issue. It's a fluke. Maybe, I don't know what's coming up. Like the Super Bowl was this week. Everybody was like not tuning into our stuff or something. Could be something like that. Yellow could mean something like, you know, we're, we're behind. But there is a plan in motion that we're confident is going to be able to like get this back on track. And so in the template, you'll be able to see like there's actual like notes tab. It's the last one in the column. And that's the place where it's like you would link to that specific plan of attack where it's like, hey, like this is not working really well, but like this is where we can focus for our business. And then light red means like we're, we're behind and like we're not so far behind that like we can't catch up. Um, but we don't quite have a plan yet to, to close this gap. So it's like, this is really important because like, these are the things we've got to bring up. And then like red, red, it's like we're behind and there's absolutely no hope and we do not have a plan. So it's like, okay, we really got to fix this one. But as you can probably imagine, when you go through this as a team, and if you've really gone through each of these metrics, you're confident like, okay, this is the right data. We have a, an owner who's confident that the right person, the right seat uh, for this specific metric, then you can go through that plan. And in that meeting, actually go through like, how do we actually improve on this metric and uh, really make a ton of action in this specific area of the business. Once you get that set up, here's like some basic pro tips to, to get the most out of your company scorecard. The very first one is when you're building this out, back test it. So what do I mean by that? Go back like to the previous month and go through those metrics that we've kind of outlined, identify them, go through it. And what you're probably going to find is maybe some of them you don't have access to that data right away. And maybe you'd need to set up like a a quick tracking plan to make sure you're tracking those things right away. That's great. Uh, Other times you're going to be like, actually, you know what, we can't track that for whatever reason right away. And it's like, 
don't worry about it. Like, and out of those six metrics, if you can track like five of them, or maybe it's four, that's better than nothing. Start there and you can add them back in, but like, don't let it prevent you from actually just getting into this cadence because you'll find you're going to make a lot more progress and understand like where is the core bottleneck in your business? Because that's really the goal of this thing. It's like, where do we invest our time and energy to focus as a company? That's what the scorecard's for. That's why we do it. So backtest it, fill it out for the previous month. You'll find like where are those gaps and make sure you can actually have good targets. That's why you also backtest because you fill it out for the past month and then you're able to see, okay, that's what we realistically did for our unique users. That's what we did realistically for our free signups. Maybe we do that plus 10% or something like that. Easy. Whereas like we could easily hit this goal and have realistic targets versus everything just being like a, a blanket of red the first month that you introduce that. That's no fun. Uh, so that's first pro tip. And the other like really small thing that's important is just like get on the same page. Like when are we updating this? Like does this go from Monday to Sunday? As far as like whenever you update it, get it on that cadence and then also understand as a team like when does this need to be updated by to review as a team and so those are kind of the the big things you will find in that template there is different team now we kept that for a reason because if you're a larger organization you will find that in addition to those three buckets the financial the north star metric the go-to-market metrics it's important to have potentially two to four kind of metrics that you track per team uh, so, for instance, for Laura, like her content team, what are those specific metrics? And then add those in. And so that's something which you is a bit more advanced. I wouldn't do that right away, but you can hopefully see through that template, like how this could evolve to scale with a much larger organization. But if you're under kind of seven team members, don't worry about it. Just stick to those core three groups. Amazing. But you forgot one. And I'm going to put it in here because I think that it's oh, yeah? really important. And you guys are probably not going to enjoy it. But you should not be tracking this automatically. Correct. Is that correct, Wes? And why? There's so many tools to do this automated. But the thing I love about the manual part is whenever you do it manually, it does take more time. And when it because it takes more time, you got to go into the tools and find and identify what this looks like. While you're there, if heaven forbid it's off track, which if you're actually setting like aggressive goals, you will find <laughs> it's a lot of times things are not actually on track. And so when you're there, you can look at, well, why is it off track? What went into that? Maybe it's like for the user example that we're kind of building off of. It's like, yeah, like this one media channel like did not perform this week. Why? Why was that? And so it should build curiosity inside your team where it's like, okay, now we can dig into this because what you're really looking at for the company scorecard, at least, is it's very high level overview of like what's going on in the business. And so by doing this manually, you're going to encourage people to dig into the other supporting leading indicator kind of metrics that all contribute to those major bigger metrics. And so and that is why it's awesome to do this manually versus just automating this and then people don't actually give it much attention. I love that. All right. Any final tips? And I know that you're going to say keep it simple, but is there any other tips that you would like to share for today? Yes. Just try it. Don't add any more metrics to this thing. Try with the, the core kind of 10 metrics we've outlined, the financial, the North Star, and then the go-to-market metrics. Just 10 metrics. That's all it is. Uh, but what you'll find is you'll be able to quickly identify like what is that core bottleneck in your business. So to really kind of like recap here, 
the action item, if you want to follow along with us and DIY this on your own, is really copy that template we have in the show notes, go through that, uh, identify what these metrics look like for your specific business, and do that back test where you can fill this out for the previous month and set some of those targets baselines for this upcoming month and really get that locked and loaded so that the rest of your team knows like, okay, who's responsible for what? Understand like the metric owners for each of these and fill out the rest of the template. And I'm curious to hear your stories as far as how you found this. Uh, so just share or update me on LinkedIn if you want to follow along. Sounds perfect. Thanks, Wes. Thank you for listening to the Product-Led Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with a colleague or friends you know who might benefit. We are always looking at which episodes get the most listens so we know which content to create more of. So if you want more of this particular type of content or style of episode, please share it out. And in return, here's your selfish reason to do this. Uh, we will definitely create more content just like this episode. And if that's not your style, please leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts and tell us your favorite part about this podcast. I personally read every single one of these reviews and it gives me more ideas on what content we should do more of. Happy growing.